Welcome back to Wildly Basic. I love this episode because of how positive and encouraging the vibe is. We sat down with one of Emma's good friends, also named Allie, who is an overall natural athlete and cardio goddess. After months of training, she just completed her first ultra marathon in Squamish. That's originally why we invited her on the podcast, but this episode ended up being about so much more than that race. You will get to hear about the other cool shit she's been up to recently, and by the end of the episode, you'll be in love with her go-getter, try-anything-once attitude. As always, we welcome any feedback and hope you enjoy the pod. Basic, a podcast about everyday badass women who love the outdoors and are unafraid to be unapologetically themselves in the backcountry, regardless of norms and expectations. I'm Emma. And I'm Allie. On this podcast, we hope to share our love of backcountry shenanigans with those like us, those that inspire us, and those that are excited to discover their interest in the outdoors. each other <laughs> okay hello hello, hello um, listeners sorry <laughs> <laughs> welcome back uh to wally basic it is november 4th 2021 emma and i are both into our beers already and i'm gonna be honest i'm a little bit tipsy um so hopefully this goes okay i think I'll, i might have some more ums and likes than usual I wanted to immediately jump into introing my beer, but I, I felt I needed a filler. But now that I've you know, broken the ice on that topic, tonight I'm drinking, again, another backcountry brewing. This is what it tastes like when doves cry and says it's a blackberry gose? Gose? Does anyone know what that is? Gose? No. It's like a sour. Okay. Yes. I, I've taken a few sips now. It is like a sour. I wasn't expecting it to be sour, but it was. And Lately, backcountry has been, I shouldn't complain about this. So backcountry, if you're listening, don't, don't change for me, but they've uh, really been filling their cans lately. So I opened this and it kind of like squirted all over my beige carpet and it's like this electric purple. So I definitely have stained my carpet. But yikes, hopefully your landlord doesn't listen to our podcast. Um, I will intro my beer now. This is very special because Frank and I brewed this beer ourselves. It's a pumpkin ale and I have to say it's really good. I had this other pumpkin ale from Boschkung Brewing which is in uh, Halliburton in Ontario and it was good but it was very like the spices in in it were a little bit too strong for my taste and so I think this one turned out a little bit more subtle Maybe a little too subtle on the pumpkin. I think next time we'll double the pumpkin in the recipe, but I know like Christmas drinks are out at Starbucks and everyone's moving towards that, but I'm very much a basic bitch fall lover at heart and I will always love a pumpkin spice latte, a pumpkin ale, and I'm really stoked about how it turned out. I'm so happy for you. Thanks. I, um, I wish I was there to taste some, but sadly I'm over here. Oh, yes. Speaking of things that are with one of us and not the other. Today, I sent out the stickers, uh, the first sticker order that went through. Allie, I was obviously sending your half of the bunch as well. So for all our listeners, 
this will come out way after, hopefully way after you get your stickers. But today, November 4th, they went out for delivery. So I'm so excited for you guys to receive them. Yes. And please send us your photos of your sticker on your laptop, your guitar case, your car, your notebook, whatever. Your water bottle. Water bottle. bottle. Huge. (laughs) Yes. And I think this is a great time to intro our guest for today and our also most recent sticker buyer, Ali Schweitzer. Hello. (laughs) Hello. Yes, I did put it in my order today. I was like, wait, did mine get sent out today too? (laughs) No, sadly, you're in the second bunch, but um, I also see you regularly, so I can give you your sticker anytime. To clarify for the listeners, so our guest is also named Allie, so we'll refer to her for today as Allie, and I will be either Allie Donaldson or co-host Allie. Yes, so our guest today is Allie Schweitzer. She's been my friend for about a year and a half now, and I'm just so excited that we got to have her on. She's literally a badass in every activity she tries. In the backcountry or in the city, honestly, anything, you name it, she's got it. And uh, most recently, well, I'll let you say that, actually. I'm trying to think of other things to say, but I'm getting a little a little drunk. I'm also wearing three layers, so I need to take this off one sec. <laughs> okay, sorry, back, back to business. Yeah, so Ali, do you want to start out and just tell us a little bit about yourself and what activities you've been up to lately? Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. Well, lately, as in like, actually lately, I have not been doing anything because since finishing the ultra, I've taken probably like three weeks off now where I haven't done a thing. (laughs) But um, yeah, my most recent, I guess, focus has definitely been running, but uh, definitely getting hyped to get back into like snowboarding again this winter. Yeah. Gonna do some more hiking soon, kind of keeping up on that. But other than that, I haven't been doing too much. I, yeah, I don't really know. I guess I, I moved to BC last year and just kind of always wanted to have the lifestyle that BC could offer. So kind of just took up anything that I could get my hands on. Okay. You totally just glossed over the fact that you did an ultra and <laughs> you're like, yeah, but well, since the ultra I've been resting. So can you tell us a bit more? So you said it was about three weeks ago. And for those who don't really run like myself, can you explain what an ultra is, how long it is and how many hours that takes and all of that? Um, okay, basically an ultra, an ultra marathon, short term, short term ultra um, is anything over like a marathon length. So it's super general. It doesn't actually really define like what it is because it be, could be like 50 kilometers or it could be like 900 kilometers. The one that I did was the Squamish 50. So it was 50 kilometers and then it was 2,700 meters of elevation up and 2,900 down. I have no idea what the average time is to complete them. I'm like a, I'm like a huge noob when it comes to them. Like before, like literally like a day before my race, I realized that I was going to be starting in the dark. (laughs) I was like, I was like, oh, we need a headlamp. Like you have to bring a headlamp. And I was like, oh, it must be because like in case like the sun goes down, it'll be running like so long that the sun's going to go down. And then I realized that the race started at like 6 a.m. And I was like, true. Like it actually starts in the dark. We're going to be running for the first like almost two hours in the dark. So yeah, in terms of like what ultras are, like what like was normal and like, I don't know what the word is, like. uh, Typical? Typical, yeah. What like it's what's typical of like an ultra? I have no idea. Because I'm still, I'm also very new and I didn't even know what they were until a couple months ago when 
my friend Jenny who was training for one that's basically like talking about them so yeah how, how about you um explain to the listeners a little bit about how you even began your ultra marathon adventure basically kind of an interesting I like to think of it as like a little everything kind of happens for a reason story I didn't start like I never really ran that much like I was just when I was like recreationally a runner like never was like super into it I was like played sports and that was kind of how I did my exercise but um when I moved to BC I started getting super into cycling and then I totaled my bike so I couldn't bike anymore and so I was like oh well crap like I want to stay active and so I started running and Jenny who I was my friend Jenny who I wasn't really like super close with at the time lived pretty close to me and I knew she also enjoyed running so just like kind of messaged her and was like hey like do you want to go for like some runs and this was like last October and we started running together and then that just like kind of slowly evolved into just us like constantly going on runs together and then slowly we just like increased the the length of the runs we were going for and last like I guess like March February March ish she was training for the Whistler Ultra that was like kind of like her goal and I was just kind of running along with her because it was just fun and then I was training for a triathlon actually was what it was. I was training for a triathlon and then the triathlon got canceled because of COVID. And so then it was like, oh, okay, like I'm training with Jenny still. And I was like, really like getting into it and like doing some like crazy runs and going through some crazy conditions that eventually I was just like, she just like motivated me enough to uh, want to just sign up for the race and, and do it with her. That is just exactly how it happened. At least <laughs> from an outsider's perspective, it was like, oh, I see Allie and Jenny are running. For the listeners, Jenny is also my friend. Um, it's a mutual friend that Ali and I have together. But yeah, I would just see like, oh, Ali and Jenny went on another run. Oh, Ali and Jenny went on a 30K run. And then it just like kept getting longer and longer and more runs. And I was like, what is going on with these people? And then I was like, hey, does everyone want to like come watch like our Squamish 50? And I was like, wow, here we go. Hey, girls. <laughs> eventually we're like because the Squamish 50 had more elevation and I was getting like pretty stressed because I was like I have not been training like I took like almost all of August off and I was like I have not been training for elevation like I was getting all stressed but then we're like no like let's just do it like we can do it um and so we signed up like I think three weeks out and we're just like crossing our fingers the whole time that COVID wasn't gonna make it cancel but yeah we got lucky so so um, you said that there's a, there was a lot of elevation for your race. Where was it in Squamish? Like, was it all, like a road race? Was it on trails? Like, what was the situation? It was like 99% trails. So it started at Alice Lake, which is like a provincial park. Um, and then it went, you basically like, you started on a road and then like probably for like a kilometer and then you just like cut into the trails and it was all trails. And so you were going like literally up and down mountains the whole time. And then you ended like in the town. It was wild because that weekend was like record rain in Squamish. Um, there was one point when I crossed a river that was like up to my knees and I'm like six one. So I was like, I don't know how people who are like, <laughs> they're going up to like their like hips in this water right now. It was crazy, crazy conditions, but it was super fun. Cause it was just kind of like, you looked around you and you're like, okay, all these people are actually just as like nuts as me. Like, what am I doing here at? 4 30 in the morning standing in the rain in the dark everyone's like like dancing around like it's a music <laughs> especially in Squamish like it's just such a strange like local population I'm sure there was like like the circus came out for 
<laughs> Squamish 50 at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> so wait, so. question. So what kind of like, this is probably going to make me sound dumb, but like what kind of footwear are you wearing at this point? What kind of clothing are you wearing? Like you're running 50 kilometers in those conditions. How are you not getting hypothermia? Okay, yeah, honestly, the one thing that I had to like thank my lucky stars for that day was like I chose because I had no idea what to wear. I was like, do I wear shorts? Do I wear like, like what socks do I wear? Like how many layers do I wear? Like I was like, I, I was like, I want to give like a huge shout out to literally every brand I was wearing. Um, you can do it. You can do it here, Allie. So thrilled. Okay, well here, this actually goes, this goes with the basic bitchness. Um, I bought myself a new Lulu long sleeve to wear for it. <laughs> And it was amazing. So I wore like, so obviously, yeah, just sports bra. Cause I was like, fuck, I got to choose the right sports bra. So I don't chafe, but I used my chamois butter under my sports bra, like for my bike, my bike, like chamois butter. And it worked so well. So I didn't have like any chafing because I usually like, yeah, like under my sports bra, I get it. So that was great. So yeah, Lulu top all the way, Lulu sports bra, Lulu long sleeve, Lulu like jacket thing with a hood. And then my rain shell. And then buffs. I had two buffs on. I had gloves on, just like um, regular gloves. Oh, I was wearing Lulu, Lulu leggings. <laughs> totally decked out. And then wool socks for the win. Wool socks were huge. It's like, yeah, feet get wet, stay warm. That was key. And then my running shoes, they just got soaked. You just kind of had to deal with like being soaked, but I was warm like the whole time. You could bring like there's aid stations along the way. So at 23 kilometers, you were allowed to drop bag. So I put like new socks and I put new um, long sleeve and stuff in it, but I didn't even end up changing. I was really warm in what I was wearing. And like, it would just mean super annoying to like peel off like those wet clothes. The one thing that they had actually that they offered that I tried, which was actually really great was Coke. (laughs) Wait, like cocaine? Oh yeah. (laughs) And I was on my way. like coca-cola <laughs> yeah no just a quick burst of literally all sugar exactly. was it bubbly like what do you mean wouldn't that be annoying okay I thought that too I was like yeah is like carbonation gonna hurt my stomach when I'm running but um it was just like a little there's probably like I don't know like four ounces like it wasn't like a big cup so it was just like a little quick like shot of sugar and then keep going but yeah so Allie overall what are your major take-homes from your ultra? And are you going to do it again? I, like, if I were to ever do an ultra, I need some advice. My advice is you can do it. You can definitely do it. I think, like, I don't know, a lot of times with me, like, hiking, running, and a lot of endurance sports for me, I always feel like it's, like, 75% mental, like, 25% physical. The more you train, like, the easier mentally it's going to be for you. And I would do another one. I would definitely do another one, but I think I want to do, I want to do a triathlon first. I want to do that. Um, question. I, this is backtracking a little bit, but um, what, what was the training like? How often were you training and were you doing like shorter runs or how, you know, how often were you doing those longer runs and what was that training program like? So I didn't follow, I didn't follow any like specific training program probably up until like March, I would just run like a couple times a week, maybe like a couple 10 Ks, like one or two 10 Ks during the week. And then Jenny and I would do like a long run on the weekend, like 20 to like 30 K ish with some elevation. And then when I, but then when we decided and like, I actually signed up for it, 
I would usually run like four times a week. I listened to a podcast actually. It was called the science of ultra. And I would listen to it on my runs. I don't remember exactly what, what he's, what they said, but they basically said three weeks before your ultra, you should be able to run to the total distance that your ultra is like in that whole week. So I ran a 50 K ultra. So the three weeks before I should be running at least 50 K a week for like those three consecutive weeks. I should be able to do that. Listening to that, I kind of just made it my goal to start and be like, okay, this week I'm going to run 40 K next week. I'll try to run 50 K next week. I'll try to run 60 K. And I was just trying to like run consistently every day around like 10 K ish. I was really all over the place. I did not follow a a good plan. (laughs) Well, clearly you didn't need it because it sounds like it went well. I feel like the key was like you it sounds like you were pretty persistent other than your August break (laughs) in August I ran I just didn't do elevation so okay okay what and you've been saying oh my god I took all of August off as if you didn't run at all and you're like no no no, I ran just not with elevation (laughs) well I drove across Canada on um during August like I went home and picked up a car from my parents and like drove it back to BC and even on the ride there I would like make my friend like stop once a day and I would go for like a run (laughs) and then we'd get in the car and keep driving (laughs) yeah just for our listeners to give them context Allie's not just uh just going around doing runs all day she's also pursuing her PhD so if you ever think you don't have enough time in your schedule you're wrong because Allie's showing us all that we have enough time to fit in our runs and our bike rides and our ultra marathons. How's that going, Allie? Okay, well, to be to be fair, the PhD life for me right now, it's very, it is nice because it's very flexible. I don't have like a nine to five where I have to be in the office all day between like lab hours or whatever. I can go for a run or like I can maybe finish finish at like three, go for my run, come home, shower, eat my dinner, and then work for another two hours kind of thing. So that's definitely a, an advantage of the school life. But yeah, things are going well. I've just started. So it's pretty chill right now, just kind of figuring out what um, my study is going to be. It's I'm doing my PhD in uh, kinesiology. So I'm going to be looking at like muscle health, taking muscle from people and running experiments on it. <laughs> well, I'm excited to hear about uh, the results of your research like five years from now. Um, okay, back to the pod. I mean, this is a part of the pod. I, I also think it's nice because it like it's relatable. Like sometimes I listen to these people who do athletic things and I'm like, wow, that's great because they're real like full-time athletes and they're doing sick athlete things. And I'm just like, well, I'm just a regular person and I have to go to my nine to five. Yeah. It's nice sometimes to hear that like, rad people also do regular things because I'm like oh well yeah. see I am also regular on this topic I think and I'm I know that there's some privilege that comes into this like I'm not saying that everyone has the same 24 hours in the day like I get it especially you know if you're a parent or like you work in multiple jobs like I get that but this past summer actually I met a few climbers that are like absolute crushers that have full-time jobs in healthcare during COVID so like I met one of my instructors from my trad course, Vicky. Vicky, shout out. I really doubt you're listening, but if you are, I just want you to know that I think you're really cool. Um, she's a nurse and she climbs like 514 and like has a full-time job. And I'm like, girl, like that is, that's literally, prof- like she is a professional climber. Like she does also get some like sponsorships, but like still has a full-time job. And then I also met Jeff, who's an Emerge dot, who also, Emma, I think you met him too. Who's, he's like- yeah, yeah, he's like a regular at Czech Canyon in Swamish. 
um, big sport climber guy. And like, similarly is climbing like 513 as like a full-time doctor. And for me, like often stress about how I'm going to throughout the rest of my life and career, like balance um, my life with my hobbies. And to see these people that are just like still absolutely crushing is so inspiring. Anyway, and the point is coming full circle, Ali, I feel like that's you because I feel like you're downplaying how much work a PhD is. And although you have the flexibility, like you're not using that flexibility to just, you know, watch Netflix or something like you're creating these goals and like you're trying these new things while you're going through like a very rigorous academic program. So anyway, TLDR, very inspiring. We'd love to see it. Just to add on, I know we've just talked mostly about Allie and how her most recent ultra marathon has gone, but Allie, you do other things outside of running and maybe running has been your focus most recently, but you love to participate in other activities in the backcountry. And like, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but out of like my close friends, you're the one that I know is going to be down to try something new with me. And if, um, you know, I'm scared to get into something or I'm like, oh, like I'm really new in this field, but I want to try, like I'll hit you up. We did this last year, just like over a year ago when we did our AST one and we were like, let's get in the backcountry. Like, how do we do this? And you were just like right beside me. You were like, yeah, let's figure this out, girl. Uh, yeah, I just love, I love new, I just love new experiences and I will never judge something or like, how, yeah, make a judgment on something until I try it because I don't know. Like, why, why not? Why not? <laughs> like if you find something that like you had never done before, now you love, like that's the best thing ever. Now you have something that you're like passionate about and that you want to do. Like, why wouldn't you want to give that a shot? Why wouldn't you want to try that? Has there <laughs> been anything that you've tried? Cause it sounds like you really do have this attitude of like, you'll try anything once. Maybe you like it. Maybe you won't. Like, has there been anything that you've tried that you did it once and you were like, absolutely not goodbye. I hate this. I don't think so. I mean, like there's definitely been stuff that I've done and then it's just been like, well, like I, I don't have the time or the resources to like pursue this more, but like since coming to BC, I've tried so well, actually, actually, actually going back to the back country. <laughs> so Emma and I were super keen to get into the back country last year and everybody in our friend group skis, but I snowboard. So I was like, I was like, well, like, fuck, I want to go, I want to go like backcountry still. So did my AST with Emma and was like, I'm going to snowshoe. I will snowshoe and I will carry my, my board on my back when we go into the backcountry. So I bought snowshoes and I got like a backpack that has like, I could put like straps on it so I could carry my board. And we did this backcountry trip in the Coquihalla and it was so exhausting. It was like, honestly, one of the, the toughest things I've done between this and the Whistler trip. We did this bike trip like last summer. Those are the two toughest things I've ever done mentally where I was like, we got to the top. I was trudging along, carrying my board. I was just so exhausted. We get to the top and then the way down was just like even more exhausting, getting stuck in the powder and like not being able to, because I'm from Ontario. I don't know how to board in powder. So it was like, fail face first into powder <laughs> like get stuck in the powder can't get out of the powder because trying to put any weight in the snow I just like fall through it was, everyone was, everyone was on skis so they're going through like trees and stuff and I'm just like this little newbie on my snowboard like like oh my god she's exhausted get to the bottom 
and everyone's like, okay, ready to go again? And I'm like, are you fucking serious? We're going again? (laughs) For context, the runs we were doing that day weren't like huge open face slopes. Like it was really tree skiing and well, I'm going to sound like a noob, but the incline was pretty low that day. Uh, Lots of new snow, but the incline was low. So Allie was getting stuck like where we could easily just like ski through or we could take a break and wait for everyone to reconvene. Allie was like drowning. (laughs) Allie was literally drowning in the snow and like to try to like hike herself like to a steeper spot where she could get herself going took like all of our energy because I would be like trying to get her there myself like with my pole or something anyways we were a hot mess that day I entered many dark places absolutely like I was so I was so frustrated then we got to the bottom and everyone's like we're going again and of course I'm like way too stubborn to like be like to not be like okay I'm waiting here so I was like okay here we go like I'm about to do that again it didn't turn me off of that country but it definitely turned me off of snowshoeing with a snowboard so next step plan is to get a slipboard I don't think I will snowshoe with a snowboard ever again one thing about Allie you just said this you're you're a stubborn and I don't mean this in a bad way Allie but you definitely if there's any chance that people are comparing like physical abilities Allie's like I have to beat top. like I will be and it's not even like I have to beat the girls like I have to beat everyone in on this mountain. So <laughs> when people were going down, she was like, well, I have to keep up. Like, I'm not keeping people behind. And then when pe- we were like, let's do a round two, Ali was like, absolutely, I'm doing a round <laughs> I don't think it's necessarily that I want to be the best. I knew I wasn't going to be the best of the group. I know that I don't have any experience in powder. And so I was like, it's going to be a rough thing. But uh, it's more just like I get so frustrated with myself that I'm like, oh my God, I'm keeping the group up. Like, what the heck? Like, this is so lame. Like, oh my gosh, like everyone's going on without me. Like, oh, like I don't want people to wait for me. Like, I get more like, yeah, I definitely get really frustrated with myself. I'm trying to think of um, other things about you that we haven't touched on. And I know that you've done a lot of backpacking too, Allie. Maybe not so much recently, but didn't you do a trip in Europe? Am I uh, not Europe? I did um New Zealand, uh, like Australia, New Zealand. I did my very. This is my very first backpacking trip, actually, ever. In third year of university, I did an exchange to Australia, and basically was like, I'm just gonna go for two weeks to New Zealand before I go to Australia, and I just always like I had never I had never backpacked, had never like hiked really, but I just really wanted to go into the mountains and like do like an overnight hike. I just like knew I really wanted to do that. So on boxing day, I went and bought like a backpack and a sleeping bag and a tent and like a jet boil and like all this, like all this gear. Like I saved like up all my money. I actually yeah, that summer, that summer I worked like, I worked two jobs. I worked at a bar and I worked at a golf course and just like didn't sleep all summer and saved up like all my money so I could just go and buy all this gear and go to Australia and go to New Zealand. And my mom had the impression that I was going on like a guided hike three days before I left. She was like, Oh, like what kind of meals are they going to cook you? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, like on your hike. And I was like, I'm like bringing all my own food. What do you mean? Who's cooking me meals? And she came to the realization that I was like going by myself, like to go backpacking. And she was like, are you fucking nuts? She's like, what the fuck? She's like, okay. She like goes into her bedroom, runs out with this knife 
and she's like you have to pack this it's like this like mini like machete <laughs> she's like okay if you were going to do this like you have to take this with you so I was like okay okay ma, it'll be right. so anywho I did the root burn in New Zealand it's like one of the great walks it's 32 kilometers and I camped and I did it in two nights but um yeah it was like the first time I ever backpacked and it was definitely a learning experience it was amazing like I was just like fell in love with everything I was doing it was like kind of like the one of those moments where I remember reading my journal back a couple like maybe a couple years ago I was like saying how I was so happy I finally found something that I like truly loved and like was passionate about I remember always comparing it to basketball because like I played basketball my whole life and I really like basketball like I always enjoyed playing but like I played with these girls who would just like tear their ACLs like three times and then go back and still continue to play. And I'd be like, how can you not be like done with the sport? Like, how can you not like just be like over it? But it's just because they loved it so much and they're so passionate about it. And I was like, wow, like I, like I just didn't understand it. But then I remember hiking and doing that first hike and being like, this must be what like these girls feel with basketball. Like this is kind of like how I almost feel like with just like being in the mountains and being outdoors and stuff. It's something that like if I got injured or whatever, I would do anything I could to kind of like get back out there. But um, I did not know how to pack a backpack. So I carried probably about 20 pounds more than I needed to on this hike. And I also did not eat nearly enough and did not eat drink nearly enough. Because after the hike, I was like so sick. I like passed out for like a full day and then woke up and was like, oh my God, I have to return my beacon. Cause I had this like helicopter beacon that like my mom made me get in case I got like lost. It would like, if I didn't return it 24 hours after my like expected return date, they'd send like a helicopter out for me. So I was like, oh my God, I have to return this beacon. So I like dragged myself out of bed, like out of the hostel to return this beacon. And then was like, just like dragging myself around through to hostels like for the next like week. Cause everywhere was full and I was so sick because I think I just didn't hydrate enough on that trip like I just have to say it was that like I didn't or I got heat stroke I don't know yeah it was a crazy it was a crazy adventure but it was definitely like one of those I was I think I was 19 it was kind of like I was in New Zealand like so sick like by myself and it was one of those again like opportunities where it was like to like really learn about yourself and like there's no one here to take care of me like you kind of gotta like do your shit and figure it out I cannot (laughs) get over the fact that your first hike ever is a multi-day backpacking trip alone in a foreign country. You know, I've heard people say there that there's people that say, why? Why would you do that? And there's people that say, well, why not do that? And you're like, 100%, 100% on that, like, why not side of things. To be fair, New Zealand is super safe. Like, super, super safe. There's no snakes or spiders that you have to be scared of. And there's no raccoons, so you didn't even have to hide your garbage. You could, like, literally sleep with your food in your tent, which is super cool. But, um, yeah, I think it's kind of, like, what I said a little bit before, where it's, like, I guess just always go into things with an open mind and not, not worry about how, what could go wrong and think about the opportunities and um, the experiences that are going to be so positive from it. And even if something does go wrong, usually like, unless it's like a life or death situation. And as long as you're prepared and you're like smart about what you're doing, when you're going into the situation, you do your research, the stuff that goes wrong, like in New Zealand, it always kind of like something good can come out of it. You can kind of get like a, it's like a learning curve, like, or not a learning curve, um, a learning experience. 
the more often you put yourself in situations that make yourself uncomfortable or that maybe are new and um, difficult, the more, the easier it becomes to put yourself in those situations. And it almost now is just kind of second nature. And like, I guess I'm lucky that my confidence hasn't been broken by these situations and it's been built and backed up. And so, yeah, I'm just always looking for new things to try and I always want to bring my friends along the way, but also looking for people who want to do that, like who want to introduce me to new things as well, which I always think like with Jenny in the running, I would never have done an ultra if it wasn't for Jenny. And yeah, I guess just go out there and try something. Don't be afraid to fail. I love that little bit about how you all get together and it's empowering and you're lifting each other up and you're encouraging each other in these uncomfortable situations. And when one person kind of falters a bit and they're like, well, I'm a little unsure. Then the other person's like, no, why not? We're doing this. We're owning it. We're not afraid to fail, whatever. It's just a really supportive atmosphere it creates. And I mean, it's one of the almost mission statements of the podcast. Like we really just want to make a community that is all about empowering each other and encouraging, but also trying to showcase all these avenues that women can take in the outdoors and all these areas that they can recreate that they haven't maybe thought of yet. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we like about our podcast and that I hope that our listeners like is that it's kind of a platform for women to just talk about rad shit they've done. Like, you know, we just got to hear about this amazing hiking trip in New Zealand and like your first experience with snowboarding in the backcountry. And like that I know of, there's not many other platforms that kind of like just give that space specifically to just like everyday women to talk about that stuff. And we did say earlier that sometimes there's not always those um, those examples of just everyday people that have a normal life, that go to school or that have a job or whatever, that are still like crushing it out there and hearing you talk about your life and this incredible research that you're doing in your PhD and that awesome experience while you're still like trying all these new things is I think a hundred percent that is like you're a perfect example of like the type of person that we want to have on here well thanks that's nice but yeah wholesome <laughs> wholesome vibes all around definitely get those vibes you guys are giving the vibes that you want to give off those are totally the vibes I'm picking up from it glad we passed the vibe check <laughs> <laughs> Wow, Allie, that was a great conversation. I'm so happy um, with the things we got to touch on. Is there anything else you want to say or um, you want our listeners to know? Just that uh, they need to keep listening to these two badass ladies uh, on their podcast because it's pretty fucking rad. So, Wow, thank you. <laughs> That's really nice of you. <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Um, yeah. I've said this a million times, but if anything, even if no one else listens or gives a shit, like I really value these conversations and I feel like you've kind of recently, I've been feeling a little stagnant with some of my hobbies and stuff. And like, I haven't been really improving with climbing and like, haven't really been doing much else. I've been focusing on school. And I feel like this conversation has personally given me a lot of like new energy and inspiration to just go out there and try shit. And like, I really love that you're not afraid to fail you're just trying things like you're really going for it and I really want to embody that moving forward and I feel like our listeners will also be similarly inspired by your your attitude so thank you for being on the podcast well thanks so much for having me it was so fun yeah I love that yeah it just felt like such a fun little conversation to just sit here and chat and that's really nice that you're inspired you guys inspire the heck out of me so 
Oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> so wholesome. So wholesome. Okay. Anyway, uh, tune in next time. Yeah. Bye, listeners. Thanks again for tuning in. And we'll see you next time on Wildly Basic. Happy trails. Okay. Bye. I love how we, we do this every episode. We say goodbye. We're like, <laughs> Wildly Basic. Bye. Happy trails. And then we go into our outro that literally says, like, thanks for being on Wildly Basic. Happy trails. <laughs> <laughs> we do repeat ourselves. Oh, well. Thanks for listening to Wildly Basic. Don't forget to subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on Instagram at Wildly Basic Podcast. Our marketing director is Emma. Our editor-in-chief is Ali. Artwork by Emma. Music and sound by Ali. Co-hosted by Emma and Ali. Thanks for tuning in. Happy trails! <laughs>